Hello people, welcome to the 48th episode of our podcast. Uh, today I'm fucking angry today. I'm fucking fucking angry. Manchester United drew with Southampton. Dude, or bro, I just 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 fucking tell me you when you when you buy a new car. Okay, when you buy a new car. Okay, and you know they 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 fucking put ribbons on it. You know they fucking bubble. I don't know if they bubble wrap it or not. You know they put something yeah. on it, right? But if we fucking take it off and then you get a ride, right? You just you just don't keep it in your parking space. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is such a fucking I, I dude I I I'm 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 not an Ole outer or something. Okay, but he but if he refuses to play them, both of them again against Wolves, I'm gonna go nuts. I'm gonna fucking. Yeah, I mean I mean it just doesn't make any sense, right? Because uh, okay, I get it. You want to do something different with your players, it's okay. Because against the leads, the starting lineup was. Again, what we did not expect it to be. We we had Dan James playing. No one liked it. But ultimately, they went ahead and got the result, right? So I was I was not. It's Leeds United. It's it's fucking Leeds United. They're gonna press you like fuck. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna get up your ass and press you. You need Fred then. You need McTominay because you want to get out of the press, right? Yeah. You need you need people who have crazy work rate. Dan James crazy work rate. Fred crazy work rate. Mac crazy work rate. Okay, this match, this match was more tactical. This match was more. You need, you had to dominate the midfield. You, you had to, you know, you had to play from the center of the pitch. The from the center of the pitch. The, the bottom line is, this match required us to be creative in the midfield, and we had no fucking midfield. Okay, it was it was just an aging Nemanja Matic trying to you know figure out what the fuck he is supposed to do, and Fred, who you know does stuff. Which no one understands, right? Passing to you know people in the stands or something, keeping the ball in 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 the own defensive half, giving possession away, you know, scoring an own goal, right? He did all of those things today, and I think it is really a concern for Manchester United because we don't have a midfield. Dude, watching Fred play is so bad for my health. So fucking bad. He cannot pass a fucking second grade math test. Okay, he cannot pass anything. He's shit. Dude, the way, cause I every time, every time there was a counter attack developing. Every time Che Adams was losing the ball, every time Armstrong was losing the ball, Fred got the ball right, and there was this open yeah. field in front of him. Four options, four world class player in front of him. Mm. He could have passed it to anybody. There was a four v three situation once. He fucking, you know, touch line ke ball bahar mar legend looking at him, dude. What did you do? This is the most basic pass. Pass in fucking football, yeah. and every time he misplaces a pass, a hand is thrown. Dude, kitni baar hand uthaye? If 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 sit and count night, it it won't be less than eight nine times. And it's just annoying to watch him. It's annoying, and it 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 just makes me angry to watch Fred play. And I don't know what what managerial school did Ole Gunnar Solskjaer go to. Fred cannot play a box to box, and I said that even before the match started. Yeah, he cannot and... play box to box. I mean, I mean, see, we sell off players without even, you know, knowing how important or crucial they are going to be in the future. We had Ander Herrera, right? I I just don't get how we sold that guy off, and now we are in this, you know, apparently we have everything required, right, in in our team except a fucking midfield. And 
it is going to be really a difficult season because we have no one in that position. If 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 McTominay gets injured as he was according to Ole, but I don't know what kind of injury it was. If he was you know fit enough to play the last thirty yeah. minutes or so, I don't know. I don't know. You you play an, an aging Matic over you know putting in Donny Van de Beek, right? Who, who apparently cannot play box to box according to Ole. It's just very frustrating. We have the players. We have everything required, right? But I just don't know what dude, what is going on in his head. Dude, dude, the thing is, sometimes Ole thinks about stuff and it works. See, for example, Leeds United, he put. See, now now we understand what he tried to do uh, this season. But last season, when he put out this team, we were like, dude, what the fuck is he, is he trying to do? But then, yeah, it made sense. But today's today's lineup, yeah. I I was damn sure it, it's it's gonna backfire because, dude, there is we need one player. Okay. Uh, Nemanja Matic is a very good centre defensive midfielder. Even now, but but he doesn't have that stamina. He yeah, does yeah. not have the stamina to play a 90-minute game. So one substitution went there. If one substitution is there, I mean, you cannot do anything about it. Okay. Mm. And this is another position that that is centre defensive midfielder. It's temporary fix. It's like putting a tape on a fucking pipe, but it's fine. It works for you know for some time. Yeah. Do you have Van der Beek on your bench? Even for him. Linga, if you don't like Van de Beek, if you don't try to play. Even Lingard would do a better job than Fred, dude. Fred, Fred anyone, was anyone, anyone would do a better job out there than Fred did. But I think uh, Fred was, of course, a main problem in, in this team right now today. But the problem. other problems were complacency in our defense, right? Harry Maguire and Lindelof, both of them. I, I don't think it was a good performance, you know, dude. considering... Dude, just... Yeah, I mean, I mean, Maguire just again got got turned by Che Adams, right? He he. Maguire sometimes decides to take the knee in the middle. Yeah, of the I, knee. I I I don't know, man. I don't just know because the dude the first goal, he get fucking fuck the conspiracies. I I don't even give a fuck if it was a foul or not. Yeah, even. I mean, we yeah. deserved that. We deserve to concede there. Exactly, exactly, dude. I don't care if it was a fucking foul. When the when the ball came to Che Adams, what were what were the centre backs doing? That is a fucking striker. They are they are playing a two striker system. Your job is to mark their strikers. It was a blatant ball to Fred is standing there. What the fuck? Dude, Fred I'm not gonna blame him for that because it's a it's a basic rule in football that if somebody is trying to score a goal, you just put a leg in front so it deflects. It's it's not his. Uh, my, 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 my point is that you have to sit on bench and sit on bench. You have to... I'll never understand. I don't know if Varan was there on the pitch. He wouldn't have let this happen. He wouldn't have. Because I guess, like, I guess Lindelof and fucking Maguire are having a tea party near the, near the fucking corner flag. Because... Because... Jaredons is fucking... He, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, so see. I mean, see. There was, of course, as I as we mentioned, the major problem midfield. Then defense has also complacent, and I think there was a very big problem in our attack. And that Anthony was Anthony Martial. Anthony Martial. Yeah. I mean, like, see, you you are not, you know, competent enough to hold up the ball because of the pressure, right? Because of the pressing. Okay, I get it. Bruno was also getting pressed, right? But at least you try to make the runs ahead of the ahead of the players, right? You try to, you know. Make the make the darting runs backward to help the defense. He was doing nothing. I mean, he was just standing. People were trying to pass to okay. him, and he failed to receive. 
and it did this just continued i don't know this is not how you play uh, in in a high intensity match such as this and it just frustrates me that martial because we all know he can do it yeah, he yeah. doesn't dude dude the thing is it's basic mathematics okay if two player are pressing bruno and if and if and if and if two players are pressing fred in the midfield there is one person who has to drop down right and that's anthony martial Yeah, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't dropping. I don't know if, if that if uski galti hai ki nahi. I cannot say for certain. That's why I'm not going to blame him. But agar agar manager ne usko bola hai ki wait for in behind runs, even though we are getting bossed in the midfield, dude Ole is shit. Because it's basic fucking it's it's, it's football manager stuff. ठीक है. Now yeah. if if Martial if Ole did not say anything to Martial and he was doing it, you know, could say then then this is. the worst performance by a striker i've ever seen because I mean, you can see your players getting fucking man marked bruno mm-hmm. bruno's man marked by two players all the time because for for a 15 minute ka stint in the first half bruno fernandes was the only player who was dropping down like i i saw ek time pe bruno fernandes is taking the ball from matic and yeah yeah progressing of course, of course you have to do it now now see we have not been the most you know an efficient side in playing from the back I am. I will be the first to admit in the past few years. But okay. what we have had is players making runs. You remember Rashford making the runs yes. and our fullbacks, you know, playing the long yeah. balls, right? No one was making the runs. Pogba was, of course, he would not make the runs because his job is to do something else on the pitch, right? Greenwood was making runs sometimes. Anthony Martial was not making the runs, and that is what led to Matic and uh, you know Fred being you know tra- trapped in their own. Uh, you know, passing game, and there was a wall of Southampton players between Fred and the top four of United, and there was no connection between them. And Look, that the, uh, about about the runs, about the runs, Greenwood yeah. was average today, and nobody can deny. Even though he got the goal, yeah, he was, Greenwood he was, was yeah. very average today. And and the, the problem with Greenwood is, okay, he he tends to go centrally. He wants to play centrally, so he'll he'll drift to the center. Right. Mm-hmm. So what it's doing, it's it's leaving Juan Bissaka exposed alone, uh, near near the corner flag, and there's nobody to do overlaps, underlaps, whatever. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. now, how do you expect? How do you expect a a a attack to build up when when you have Fred to progress the ball? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because 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 Pogba is busy. Pogba is busy pulling the defenders mm-hmm. around. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there are players make and Bruno Fernandes fucking I I'm 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 dude that guy इतना उसने इतनी कोशिश करी है first half में बहुत कोशिश करी है उसने ठीक है he he was getting banged on he was like he was getting pushed pulled everywhere okay and dude you attack does not work until unless you have one person who can progress the ball forward and we did not have it because Southampton knew this Southampton got to know this near the near the twenty first twenty second minute and they knew who to press. And they pressed them, and fucking Ole did not do anything about it. And he didn't you know, even make a substitution in the first half. I was like, "Today is serious, man. This yeah, is not I mean, working." I mean, I mean, see, uh, as we all know, you know, Mark Goldbridge. We all know him. He had said a very important thing, right? I I felt that his statement was very important. He said that if we were a boat, okay, then we have we had three leaks. Okay, yeah. one was in the attack, one was in the defense, and the one was in the. Middle of the boat, that that is in the middle of the park for us. We, you know, fix the two leaks in in front and the back, but in the Did middle of the boat. Did we do, dude? Khilai to nahi rahe, leak kaise fix hoga? Yeah, exactly, exactly. We are not, we are not even playing them. 
just think about think about the plight and of course we are you know as you as you guys can understand very uh, disappointed with the with okay. the managerial choices more so than the draw and the performance rate and actually uh, i i will never get why would you not play uh, players like uh, varan and sancho in this game because they really, have been announced a long uh, time ago you you think about chelsea playing lukaku today the match we will be talking about today he grealish was signed after two days dude grealish yeah, signed grealish. like two days back and then he played yeah. the first match for for yeah. tottenham against tottenham so i think uh, even even before that he started in the community shield match yeah. just two days after he signed so it is not a problem to start your new play i, I don't understand why would you not uh do that Especially, i can even i can even think about sancho not starting probably he was trying to sh- see how marcial and greenwood would do but yeah, yeah. rafael varan man how are you not playing him oh man it's it's, it's so it's, it's so stressful to be united fan sometimes cuz yeah. you know you have the players you have dude it's just, just imagine our plight yeah, we we know there's one person who can who can fucking tear the box to box role but ole won't play him i don't know why i don't know what van de beek did to him or his or his wife he won't play van de beek i don't know I, what is the fucking reason i'll never get to that and, and you know of course if sancho would have started right this game of course as he came we brilliant, we instantly you know moved into the probably the best phase right of our of our attack and he was playing so well man he was being dynamic he was going from the right he was going from the left centrally and i think the shifting was brilliant as soon as sancho was introduced and we had that flurry of chances but that that's 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 very good for us that, but that's against a southampton defense and our still our problem is midfield if sancho would have started varan would have started till we wouldn't have been able, of course varan would have helped with the progression but again the problem is in the midfield right but we yeah. were dominated by a midfield of james watt prowse and oriol romeo and both of those players are better than any combination of midfield we can put you if you think Definitely. about it logically right no i would not say that i mean you see uh, today southampton tried to do a burnley and they actually did a burnley by playing a 442 and the burnley 442 has a jack cork inside that who is a rock in that center defensive midfield role you had oriol romeo to play against I don't understand how could you not exploit on that fact they oh, didn't have a strong good, because we good, had good, no he was playing man. against fred okay he was playing against fred we fred, had fred, no midfield that's what i meant to say right yeah. if if you analyze that tactically then <laughs> you see a lot of scope to exploit that southampton midfield very we well any don't, any top side would do that we do not know anything we do not know any fucking thing why 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 wasn't varan playing okay and he did not even answer the question I I am pretty sure somebody is going to ask him why Varan did not play and he'll be like you know he's conditioning you know he's you know acclimatizing for that midfield role even like a, a very uh, you know conventional uh, side like Liverpool who employ mostly holding midfielders and one ball progressor even they would uh, play more um, you know advanced midfielders against the southampton side because they know that's their weak point and i think that's the most important part of managing a football match you need to understand the opponent's weak point and and we have we have you know tons yeah. of bhare pare advanced midfielders yeah. and we are not we are not using a so, player like van de beek or um, uh, someone like that would actually tear this southampton midfield apart because they don't have the personnel to stop them and even if uh, 
and uh, of course fred is to blame in this situation and um, but again we cannot put all the blame on fred because he was yeah, being course. pressurized uh, course, in that course. role again so no he was Dude, there, there was there, there was there was there was a point in the match when Fred was alone in the midfield yes. progressing. Yeah. Those are mistakes. Yeah. Those are mistakes of. We should not. What do take mistake? One time is enough. Okay, mistake two times is enough. He does not have the ability to pass the ball, and that is the fucking truth. I have seen this a million times before. Okay, from Fred, he does not know how to pass the ball. When 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 he is playing in a double pivot, he has his McTominay on his side. Whenever he gets the ball, he just. He just, he just pushes the ball forward to make, and then he progresses the ball. In a double pivot, Fred works. In he cannot fucking he cannot do it. Fucking pass a parcel in a passing. Fuck yeah, that I mean, is I mean, shit, man. Of course, of course, Fred, as Oniva mentioned, Fred should not be blamed completely because greater blame should go on the manager. That is yeah, the only. That, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Dude, today, 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 Ole. Only went shit because I you know, I was I was listening to Goldbridge before the match. Okay, and then he was like, "Uh, we we should be patient. We should we should basically wait what he's trying to do. We should wait it out." And I was legit furious before when when the lineups came out. I was yeah, very furious. I was very disappointed. <laughs> I wasn't disappointed. I was furious because you have two world class players in your team and you're not playing them. You know, it's it's so annoying to be a United fan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's the same thing over and over again, and I think we should not dwell on the same facts. You know, it's it's very frustrating as we said, but again, fuck, 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 dwelling, dude. Yeah, I mean, to look at the you know some of the positives. As there well, are no positives, dude. There are no. Yeah, don't there, even there, try there, to be optimistic. There was zero. The positive. only positive, the only positive was we looked really good when Sancho came, and we should talk about the biggest positive of this match, and that is Paul Pogba. What a performance, man! When everyone surrounding you around you is shitting on the pitch, you pull off a performance like that. He was taking on, as as Onivan mentioned, the, you know, Oriol Romeo, and you know, the whole of Southampton midfield was very prone to you know fast attacking, uh, you know, prowess. And Pogba just blatantly, you know, how how to put it, he just dominated that midfield. And still, uh, we had nothing to show for it in in the terms of result. because he was not being supported by 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 the uh, you know players playing before at the, at his back right so it's it's very frustrating but if paul pogba continues his form i think it. that is a positive for us biggest positive from this match yeah so uh, then i think we should uh, be moving on to uh, the next match and that is going to be wolves versus spurs right on even yeah. you you told you watched that match of course we didn't we watched this shit house already yeah. and so yeah enlighten us on how it went yeah of course you know talking about the background that of the match nuno espirito santo visiting molinia yeah. as a manager it's uh, it was you know uh, it was visible i mean uh, the fans and even the manager himself he was uh, clearly uh, reminiscent of whatever he achieved with wolves now um today the match it was very even you know and uh, as i heard you people say that the uh, manchester united match was to some extent boring and frustrating to watch yeah. and uh, th- this match was completely the opposite this match was end to end from start yeah. to in the end and uh, every player actually you know especially the sports players they played you know their their brand of good football as they, they have already started this season 
and uh, there could have been more goals from either side and uh, i think this is a problem that wolves are facing currently that and there is no proper uh, you know finishing ability because raul jimenez is rusty after coming from that injury and stuff he has only started two games now and he is looking really rusty and uh, other than that all the players that they have especially the wingers uh, you know adama traore and trinka they are very bad finishers Adama Traore was getting the better of um, Tanganga, unlike Sterling could, in uh, numerous occasions. He was, you know, making the in-behind runs and getting into the box very well, but was not finishing or passing a single chance. So I think that was the biggest problem for Wolves. And uh, Spurs really, you know, they didn't have to work very hard to stop the uh, Wolves defense, uh, Wolves attack, because you know they were just not competent enough. They were. moving the ball forward but not doing anything proper with it because no one was you know uh, clinical enough and that was uh, that is all i can say about the wolves attack and spurs defense but um, you know and spurs even themselves were not sharp enough in attack because as i said there could have been a lot more goals on bergwine and even kane after he came um, uh, came on he missed some chances um, but um, the one goal the delhi ali penalty was enough and uh, talking about harry kane coming on yeah that is another story by yeah. him by itself right he finally yeah. told ki yeah uh, ab to ab to khelna hai humko no I, i think it's not as straight forward as that because uh, you know today i watched one of the uh, most you know shit housery moments in premier league when wolves fans uh, started singing as, as something like uh, you know um, harry kane wants to fuck off he'd be a mank the next morning or something like that and uh, uh, the spurs fans tried to reply with something like harry kane is bigger than your whole club or something like that i mean i mean just uh, just imagine all of these interactions going on in the stadium itself i mean yeah. it, it, that, that is what is you know premier league in its sense yeah. and uh, you know harry kane actually sparked more speculation about his future today because in the end, at the end of the match he went and went to the away side and uh, you know applauded the uh you know sports fans and then hugged hugged nuno espirito santo in the middle of the pitch after the match was over and i don't know why he did that but as you can understand it will spark a lot of you know a lot yeah. of log kya kare job chhod de hum log kane sign kar lo chelsea lukaku sign kar le hum log job chhod dete yeah i mean of course it is it is going to be very interesting ko khelayenge relegation battle karenge kuch to karenge you sign sancho you sign you know one of the khelayenge nahi na khelayenge nahi bench pe must take them matlab vanderby team viewers 1 2 yeah exactly our our, our, our sponsor i think the sponsor choice was a bit yeah yeah with a philosophy see has been a deviation and uh, of course i had lucas mora in my fpl team right and i was expecting him to do don't do, don't even talk about fpl i i triple captain bruno okay yeah <laughs> nobody knows my plight <laughs> i mean i mean i, I was getting bantered right even last day for, for you know captaining sala and, yeah. and today kya yeah, but yeah but sala ne bhi koi jhande nahi gaad diye yeah, but <laughs> but i got six but points yeah. If, yeah, i got i got like I yeah, got you got three, three points from a triple captain, and uh, you know your situation is not worse than that one guy. This is a meme. I think most people have seen that. 
uh, I think it was the 17-18 season or something when someone triple captain Phil Jagielka. Okay. And he got a red card or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, gave minus two points. And that guy received minus six from his triple captain. <laughs> so I think your situation is far better than that. Three points, man. Fuck, take one. Kari. So, talking, you know, moving away from uh, Fantasy Premier League mm-hmm. and, and to the real Premier League. And today was one of the real matches again that we saw. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was a good one. Uh, the London derby. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I was expecting much more competitiveness. That's, I think, what I can call it. And Chelsea were clearly the far better side i mean there was no competition at all yeah on on paper and on the field and on the field of course yeah there was no competition but you know i think this is a much better performance from arsenal than yeah, their brentford yeah. blunder and yeah. i think every player on the pitch today for arsenal at least tried they tried the best they were working hard yeah. and today one one very important thing that i noticed is that uh, the first goal that was scored right it was from again from Reese James being you know free he was not being marked and that is because Saka was not making the backward runs and you know as yeah. it later the substitution revealed that he was not fit enough right not just Saka I mean uh, you know uh, the left back because first of all the last season Arsenal uh, played a 3-5-2 or 3-4-3 so they had enough defensive cover and uh, Kieran Tierney was free to advance forward. He didn't need to track back so much. And we all know he is a very attack-minded fullback. And today, of course, Kieran Tierney was venturing far forward. And uh, the, uh, there was a lot of space being exposed for these teams. Yeah, and and that's, that, you know, when, when your fullback is, you know, going forward, that, that's when you expect, you know, your... your uh, the the other player on that wing to help you out in that situation yeah. and and Saka was not being able to put yeah. in the work rate right his yeah. defensive work rate because he was as I mentioned again he was not fit enough and it it mm-hmm. is very bad situation for uh, you know Arteta to to play him in in a situation where uh, he He's is not, not fit, fit enough, enough yeah. yeah and um, you know Reece James of course as a result got a lot of space to work with. Yeah. And uh, came out with one assist and one goal. So I think yeah. um, that's the uh, that's as easy as it gets for a player. There. And, and yeah, and I think in this particular match, the, what we saw is the the sheer dominance of Romelu Lukaku. Right? I mean, in the first goal, Lukaku, of course, it was initiated by him, right? Because he got the ball and he. Uh, initiated the move and then he made the run in the box. Pablo Mari was supposed to defend him or something. You see, uh, you know, he was like a truck. He just moved him out of the way. He just completely, you know, bullied uh, Pablo Mari and, uh, you know, Callum Chambers, I think, started. No, no, Pablo Mari and Uh, uh, who was the other guy? Rob Holding. Rob Holding, yeah. So, these guys were completely being bullied and there was no defensive support from either fullback. I didn't see uh, Kieran Tierney or Cedric Suarez make any attempt to defend against Romelu Lukaku. So, and, uh, it was completely uh, his own territory there. The, the Arsenal uh, penalty area was completely Romelu's and there was nothing that could be done about it. Yeah, and and suppose you, you, you've you got 2-3 players on Lukaku, right? Lukaku still, yeah. you know, held the ball up and 
you know, Ped, Havertz, or Mount who were making overlapping runs, yeah. and the whole system. And even was, for yeah. goal, he he played a very good ball to Reese James there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it it was just as expected. Tuchel yeah. again getting everything right, starting from yeah. the tactics to the substitutions, and uh, Chelsea look very threatening this season. They can they. The, this this start is, I think, one of the best starts that any any Premier League club could have against. And, uh, and, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. And now Chelsea face, uh, I think, uh, Manchester City and Liverpool in the next two three weeks. So yeah. uh, that would be, you know, the real test. And if they can pass this test, if they can come out with at least four points from these two matches, then uh, it's going to be very difficult for the others to catch them. And, yeah, uh, and and you know after half time rate, uh, we actually saw where uh, Emerick uh, Aubameyang come on, and I think Arsenal were a far better side with Aubameyang on the pitch. Right, he yeah. was he he was he so... was making the runs. Yeah, he was yeah. uh, holding the ball well and passing to the wing backs, and he was doing everything that he needs to. Uh, but Chelsea defended very well. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean there could have been a lot of chances. Yeah, that back three of Aspilicueta, Rudiger, and Christensen. No one was getting past, right? Yeah. Physically and you know, in in on the matter of pace, they were yeah. being completely bullied. And uh, I think that uh, there were chances for Arsenal because, as I mentioned, there were few players who played really well. I think uh, Emil Smith Rowe played really well again. He was he was the only guy I think in the middle of the pitch who was putting in the work. And actually, he had some of the chances to and, show for it. And uh, you know. The, the, I remember two three chances that should have been taken if they wanted to get something against a team such as Chelsea, right? And that's I guess a problem for Arsenal uh, again because uh, they have some players who try good things individually, like an Emil Smith Rowe or Bukayo Saka, Kieran Tierney. But there is, uh, of course, there is no you know proper uh, interaction between them. That's a big thing. And uh, as uh, we, uh, you know, I and um, I, when I was watching, this is what I felt that uh, they don't have a star player Arsenal currently. Yeah. Okay. Because their star player previously was Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. Now that guy is st- stopped firing goals suddenly from last season. So now they don't have any player that we can we can like look up to. Like you look at every Premier League club, and there is at least one player. Whenever he plays, he, he is a main man. A De Bruyne or a Bruno Fernandes uh, or a Mohamed Salah. Every team will have that. So uh, without that star player, and uh, there is you know there is no nucleus to revolve around for these electrons. And uh, so I think uh, that is the uh, problem for Arsenal because there is no proper, there is no rhythm in their attack. There is no, uh, there is not a proper system. Yeah, and, and we actually saw Granit Xhaka being given back the armband, right? Because Arteta yeah. wanted, because of course we know all the controversy of how Arsenal fans, you know, actually don't like that fact very much that Xhaka is again being captained. But I think uh, Arteta really wants Xhaka to be that central guy who can at least, you know, work out with this with these kids because we definitely saw the talent there today, right? Because Arsenal players, it's not like they're not talented, but again, they're kids, right? And again, they are yeah. going against players who are world-class. And... and That's what I said. I mean, that's yeah. what everyone says, right? Um, they, there are these youngsters who you, ex- 
who are very good they are very talented and they produce some great moments like a mason greenwood or phil foden for us or uh, even um, uh, in for arsenal there are players like saka and smith rowe but you can't expect these players to perform at that level every in in every game right like today greenwood is a good player and there is no denying that but today just uh, he's a youngster and you have to forgive him for not showing up to his full potential for one day right and still so you got the goal Yeah, and uh, I think that same was uh, true for Arsenal today. Smithrow and Saka are great players on their days individually, but today just they couldn't do it because um, they are not experienced enough to you know frame out what they should do in every situation, and that is a big ask for them to you know, for us to you know, expect them to do that every day. And um, without their star player, I think uh, it's impossible for Arsenal to. you know make any progressive thing and another thing that uh, you know arteta should consider is that chelsea are you know if there is the premier side in the uh, world right now chelsea should be contending for that spot right now because uh, you would be afraid to play against chelsea this this chelsea side so yes. he should have been uh, you know playing a more conventional 35 uh, 343 rather than this attacking minded 343 where you don't play a, a box to box midfielder it is a very weird concept to you know try to uh, but, but let me let me tell you why he he did it because you are playing in front of 60000 arsenal fans and if you go and sit back then i am the not asking fans, you to sit sit back yeah i mean yeah of course of course what you said i understood completely but arteta just wanted you know the players to go for it in this match because they knew they had nothing to lose after losing to brentford 2-0 you are not expected yeah, to maybe that's it. an argument of course yeah, yeah but so, i guess if if there was a player like elneny or someone who can play that number 8 well yeah. then i guess chelsea would not have find, found it so much easier hmm. right because uh, they were getting exposed on the counter and even uh, normally you know from uh, simple one twos uh, they were losing the midfield battles and chelsea was just all over the place again so i think um, th- that was always expected when the teams came out i just said that they are going to be defensively exposed is nothing to do here because granit jaka again he if if it was someone like a, a very strong defensive midfielder then i would have heard, uh, probably uh, relied on him but it's granit jaka in the end who, who is uh, let's be honest very inconsistent as a player so i think um, that is a player selection you could argue that could have been wrong for arsenal today yeah and you know with the very recent signing martin odegaard right so yeah. there's this it's a good signing for arsenal and i think implementing him like today the performance i felt like uh, this team can at least you know they can be a threat they yeah, can be they a threat at least on the counter yeah. and uh, as i said if there is a main man then uh, and and players pass him the ball and move forward and wait for a return pass if they can play that form of football again which they did last season when arsenal when odegaard was in loan at arsenal then odegaard was playing that role of that central guy in the midfield who was distributing the ball well enough and uh, again, i think uh, if odegaard gets implemented well into this team he can be that main guy because uh, let's be honest the other names on the te- on the team sheet right now none of them are any you know very good world class players anymore they are just uh, you know some players who were great in their days and now they are 
in the their past their primes and other very young, youngsters and so odegar yeah, yeah odegard as 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 you as we mentioning he can do a job and i think lokonga also kind of played did his job today i mean he yeah. he was never defensively sound to begin with but what he did what he contributed yeah. on the attacking half i think it, it was, was good from lokonga yeah. right yeah and if lokonga lokonga could have shown a bit more of uh, creativity or vision then probably he would have found uh, some um, teammates uh, with good passes but of course uh, you should not be asking that from an 18 year old attacking midfielder who just joined your team from the belgian league so i think odegaard is going to be very crucial for arsenal from i think he would start playing from next week uh, whatever arteta is he is not olegana sholksha who is just not going to play his start player so i think uh, odegaard can make arsenal a bit more entertaining to watch and arsenal play manchester city next so we would see that well how he does uh, i think that concludes uh, all all of the matches of you know match week 2 and i think one match no there is one match remaining which and, has not even started actually so. yeah that is west ham versus leicester city of course we yeah. are going to watch it and you know of course we are going to talk about it in the upcoming episode uh, that is going to be next week but all the main matches we covered and you know ups and downs will you know keep on happening in this premier league that's why we watch it and that's why we are asking you guys to stick with us and uh, you know follow our episodes right so yeah that's it for today and we'll be back next week again goodbye guys